Welcome to the Money Over 50 podcast, brought to you by Dallas Davison and Michael Hogue from Money Over 50 Financial Advisors. This information is general in nature and does not take into account your objectives, financial situation, or needs. Therefore, you should consider whether the information is appropriate for you and your personal circumstances. If you require personal advice, please contact Money Over 50 Financial Advisors. Here are your hosts, Dallas Davison and Michael Hogue. Welcome to Money Over 50. Today's topic is three simple things. Michael, what do you got? Yeah, that's just a bit of a, a nuts and bolts one. So, um, going back to the global financial crisis, we know that the worst day that you could have picked to invest was uh, Tuesday, the 9th of October, 2007. That was when the, the, peak, the, of the peak of the market. Just before the GFC, before the drop. Before the global financial crisis. So, it was... Uh, we're recording this in October of 2021, so we're we're looking at 14 years ago, almost 14 years ago to the day. Yep. So if you'd if you'd done that, and let's just assume, let's assume for a moment you had saved a hundred thousand dollars. Yep. And you thought I've got this in cash, and what I'm going to do now, I'm going to actually, I'm going to put that hundred thousand dollars. I'm going to invest that fully. Yep. into the great companies of Australia and the world. And um, and then what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to add $10,000 a year, yep. which I've previously been saving, but I'm yep. going to invest that money now. Yep. Um, I add $100,000 in on the worst day in the last and 14 years, 15 so, years. So the reason you're calling this three simple things is because you're not saying you've picked the bottom of the market. You, you, no. It's simple because you've actually invested. You haven't tried to time... You've got it completely yeah. wrong. You've Murphy's, just in- Murphy's Law is yeah. I've got this completely wrong. <laughs> Which, it's the worst day. And I- and we've just touched on this in previous podcasts. This is people's biggest fear possible. Yep. Is what what if I invest on on the day, you know, or what if I retire on the day that the GFC hits? What if I invest on the day that then there's another GFC? So this is this uh, is the worst uh, case. I've I've been diligently saving. Yep. I've saved yep. ten thousand dollars a year, let's assume, yep. for the yep. previous ten years. Yep. I've got, got them all in cash. Yep. I pull the trigger yep. um, and add that $100,000 in on yep. the worst possible day, Tuesday, October 9, 2007. Markets in Australia and the world are at their peak. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and um, I put that in there. Uh, however, what, what, what has actually happened since then? So the bad news, first of all, is that original $100,000 that I put in 18 months, 18 months later yep. after that date, on the uh, in March of 2009, that sum of money had fallen to to be worth roughly about forty three thousand yep. dollars. Um, so I'm I'm ruining that decision. Yep. Uh, and this is the second simple thing: is that yeah. you you haven't reacted to that. You've you just haven't reacted kept to investing that. your ten grand. You haven't done anything with yep. that original sum of money, and you've just kept working the plan. And this is. This is like the Forrest Gump equivalent of investing here where you yeah. just kept running. You, you invested that money, you forgot about it, and then you just kept putting your 10000 in every year. Yeah, and we're looking at the you know, a broad-based mix of the, the yeah. best quality companies in Australia and around the world. Yeah. So, so um, what, what's, what's happened, what I've actually point to here, what, have I've, what I've actually averaged over the last 14 years as a rate of return from that sum of money yeah. Um, now we know that the first eighteen months was minus fifty seven percent, not counting dividends, just share price growth moving backwards. Um, 
I've actually averaged over that longer term period of time, 14 years, including that dip of 57% global financial crisis, I've actually averaged a 10% rate of return per annum, uh, uh, including dividends over that period of time. So, yep. so um, what's happened over that period of time is that I've got that return. I've also then assumed that... Um, uh, what we've done is we've added, this person's added 10% of that original amount, $10,000 a year to yep. their investment. So they've bought at all different prices. Yep, and just kept tipping it in. And just kept tipping that money in. Yep. They've indexed that to 3% because yep, you know, as, as the their wages of, have gone up. They've, so they've just so, kept, yep. so um, where would they be uh, in October 2021? Well, they'd actually have $706,000. Yep. Over that time frame, yeah. Um, so, so they invested a hundred thousand, which yep. immediately dropped to well, not immediately, but uh, dropped to forty three thousand over the course of the next eighteen months. months. Yeah, invested a hundred thousand in in those dollars. They're investing ten thousand dollars a year in in two thousand seven dollars for fourteen yep. years, which is yep. effectively one hundred and forty thousand in in those terms. Yep. So they've in total they've invested in in two thousand seven dollars two hundred and forty thousand dollars, and that's now grown. To seven hundred, just over seven hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, so just over seven hundred thousand dollars, and again, um, bearing in mind, yeah, three percent indexation on the amount that they're putting in every year. So yep. ten thousand dollars in the first year, yep. uh, uh, ten thousand three hundred in the second year, increased yep. by three percent. Yep. Ten thousand six hundred nine in the third year. This is what they're putting in. Yep. Yeah. Um, the rate of return is just a nice, neat average of ten yep. percent per year on that sum of money. Just, yeah. Uh, if you averaged 10% as a rate of return, and that has been the average yep, over that period of time, uh, including inclusive of the the first period of time, which was at yep. minus 57%, yep. uh, that 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 uh, $100,000 has turned into seven hundred, a bit over $700,000 yep. over that period of time. Now, the third part is what would a 10% return if – it's assumed, and it is assumed, that you continue on and get that 10% rate of return mm. um, because when we look back through history, yep. that tends to be around the rate of return, not exactly all the time. So uh, certainly we're not we're not trying to predict this. We're saying historically it's, yeah. it's tended to be 10%. So what does a 10% rate of return do for us now? If, 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 if we said... 14 years ago, we're going to be retiring in 14 years. We've mm. we've we've invested a hundred thousand dollars. Geez, we're ruining that decision. Yep. Because we've just we've done that on the worst possible day. We've suffered a a on paper loss, and this yep. is the important thing. It's on paper yep. a 57 percent drop uh, 18 months into that. But on average, over that 14 years, we've we've actually averaged rates of return of of 10 percent yep. uh, uh, as a rate of return, um, and we've added in ten thousand dollars a year index to inflation we now like i said have over seven hundred thousand dollars uh if we continue on the third point is if we continue on if we got a seven uh sorry a ten percent rate of return um that's a return of an extra seventy thousand dollars off that that sum of money in the first year of our retirement or in the next 12 months so yeah so um just a nice little simple one i i uh, i love these sorts of ones because it's sort of We've touched on this before in in recent podcasts about how there's always you know your you podcast about effective um, you know moving the chains in in a game mm. of NFL. We always feel like there has to be some big play that you do, and and this is an example of 
three very simple things. That's, that's all you all you had to do was invest that lump sum of money. You had to keep adding to that lump sum of money, mm. and then you just had to stay invested the whole way through and continue to stay invested the whole way through. Now, it almost feels too easy, and and it's counterintuitive that that's all you have to do. If if you look at most of the financial benefits that accrue to people throughout their life, it's due to good behaviours and it's due to good habits. And, and this is an example of that where you kind of, it, it's a bit like the, the, the turtle and the hare sort of analogy of someone else who's out there trying to pick and choose which hot, you know, asset class to invest into or get out of this one and get in at this time. You've picked the worst, the worst time to invest. You, you've, you've, you haven't tried to um, select anything special. You've just invested spread out across the biggest companies around the world. You've just done that and you've just tipped that money in every every week or every fortnight or every year. That's where you've that's where you've got to. It's mm. I think the big thing here for people to bear in mind is that there's the two parts the way that I think of it is that this is how simple it can be. This is how easy it can be to get ahead financially. Um, and, and the second thing is how hard that actually is. So mm. it's it's simple but it's not easy because as we touched on in um, when we talked about the global financial crisis, that lived experience of it's easy when it's a spreadsheet and your hundred thousand, you know, grows and you put your ten thousand in and it gets to seven hundred thousand. It's a very different experience when you've invested your hundred thousand dollars that you've painstakingly saved and then you've watched that drop over the next eighteen months. It takes a fair bit of discipline and dedication and commitment to the plan to just keep tipping your $10,000 in every year. Not only to not panic and not sell, but to keep working your plan of going, I know that I need to keep accumulating these 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 shares in these biggest and best companies. I've got 10000 spare every year. I'm just going to keep whacking that in and, and mm. not look at the balance. So it's simple, but it's not easy is the way that I'd put it. Is no, you're spot on, yeah. um, especially the first yeah, period of, of, yeah. of time there. So yeah. you would yeah, be what, forgiven what, for going, what's the point of this? Um, what was the point of saving all that money? I might yeah. as well... Gone and blown it. Yeah, and and and, and and people you know, believe at that point in time in that in that uh, embedded in that in that eighteen months of the global financial crisis, pe- people started to believe that things were going to zero. Yeah, you know what I mean. So yeah. that, so so it's 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 a understandable decision. It's a wrong decision, but it's an understandable decision when yeah. your hundred thousand dollars yeah. drops to. Fifty thousand dollars, or forty-five thousand, or forty-three thousand dollars. Yep. It's an understandable decision to say, "Well, it's heading to zero. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll escape I'll cash out can. now, and I'll just, yeah. I'll just cut my losses." Yeah, um, yeah. Which is what, what, yeah, you know, so many people did at that point in time. Yeah. If you had stuck to that strategy, yeah, um, things certainly recovered. Hmm. Not only did they recover, they've, 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 they've. You picked the worst day to invest in the last fourteen years. Mm-hmm. And uh, essentially, your rate of return has been on par with the longer-term average yep. of uh, the rates and return of the best quality companies in Australia and the, yeah. and, and, and and the world. So at, at around that ten percent yeah. mark. So, so um, I think if you ask people and you said, okay, what if you invested the day before yeah, the where would you be now? global financial crisis? Where would you be now? What would you have averaged as a rate of return? I think people might say, oh, you you might be just getting back to where yeah you, know, you come from, even. or you're breaking yeah. even, or you yeah you know, your rate of return has been one percent, or it's been zero percent over that period of time. Yeah, um, it, it 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 hasn't been. It's it's remarkable at how if you uh, stay focused and yeah. 
and, and stay the course. And, and it, it sort of ties on to something that we, you know, a phrase that we often say when people ask us, you know, is, is when's a good time to invest? And we basically say now. Yeah, mm. you invest when you have money that you that you don't need in the short term, and that that's this is an example of why is because mm. you, you're not saying invest that money now because we think the market's going up in the next eighteen months. But the point is that over a long enough time frame, that purchase price becomes essentially irrelevant. And, and if over if you were sitting there, and you know we had if, if we had clients here fourteen years ago saying right, I want to retire in fourteen years time. I've got this hundred thousand dollars cash. When should I invest? Our answer would have been now, and we would have had egg on our faces for the first eighteen months, and we would have they would have been thinking, "What am I paying these guys for?" Mm. But as it turns out, we you know that thesis would have been proven right over that fourteen mm. years, and and as long as that person stayed the course and stuck to it and kept doing what they what they their plan was, they would be in in, in a pretty good situation now. And so that's why you know we always use these examples of you number one, you you can't time the market, you can't know when to get in and get out. And secondly, it actually doesn't matter as much as you think it does. You know, mm-hmm. we, we did that previous podcast about all the different roles and returns <laughs> of time. Over a long enough time frame, it all comes back to around a, a similar mm-hmm. amount. And so if you are, and you know, we talk about if you're 10 years from retirement, but if you're 10 years from retirement, your time frame is not 10 years. It's actually 40 years. It's your mm-hmm. 10 years of working life and your 30 years of retirement. So. This is over 14 years. This this is the big fear that we've touched on that people go, well, I've invested and then another GFC's hit. Yep, over mm. 14 years, it's essentially irrelevant. Over a 40-year time frame, it would be even more irrelevant. So uh, I think the, the, the concept of thinking this as just simple things that you have to do, it, it's not it's simple, but it's not easy. It's just a matter of coming up with a plan, sticking to the plan and, and working it. And even if... the even if Murphy's Law strikes, you will still end up in a good position. Yeah, the key is the key is to stick to the plan. Remember why you put the plan in place. Yeah. Um, uh, have a plan. Yeah. Remember why it's in place and stick to it. If you can do that, then then almost always mm-hmm. things work out the way that they should. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the Money Over 50 podcast with Money Over 50 Financial Advisors. We look forward to catching up again soon.